Welcome to NPR. This is a 20, 20 verses or whatever. I was gonna say, it's like that's like yeah, chapter one. Christian filter plugin. You might get arrested. <laughs> you won't get arrested. All right, kick it. All right, guys, how are you? This is uh, Pastor Pete, and welcome to this week's uh, Rude Pastors. How what, you, what up? How are you guys doing? Doing well. Hello, everyone. That's Pastor Frank <laughs> with the su- the sultry voice of Pastor Frank. Right? <laughs> The jazz, he's like a jazz, you know, the late night hour with Frank, (laughs) Pastor Frank. Oh Oh, boy! (laughs) So should I? Should I do that too? How you doing, my sexy people? Chopper, (laughs) Chopper's got a great voice. A little creepy, but yeah, your son's here, man. Oh, my son's here. I can't talk like that. (laughs) I think he's. I think Chopper's voice is more, uh, more, uh, more of the sound of like. Colin, have you seen aliens coming through your backyard? You know, you have one of those shows. He's one of those conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy podcasts. Yeah. Podcasts. yeah. He, is an, he is an alien. That's it. It's the rude conspiracy. <laughs> the, the rude, rude conspiracy. conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Brendan. I'm here. Hello, Rude Pastors Podcast. My name is Brian Boyd, and I am here to be your host. Whoa. That was good. That's like a serial killer podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Now. I don't know about that, Brian. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Brian's normally behind the desk. He's Disclaimer. Our engineer. <laughs> Disclaimer. I am not a licensed psychologist, but I have done a lot of research for the show. A ton of research. Are you our fact checker? Maybe our fact checker? I I mean, no, our fact checker my, at my the own table facts. Over there. Yeah. He's five years old. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll fact, fact check with my own facts. Uh, oh, okay. So. <laughs> Today we were wondering, well, you know what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to surprise everyone with a subject. Oh no! Oh boy! Yeah, it's scary. Being that uh, there's so much talk about UFOs and unidentified flying objects and aliens, uh, what are your thoughts uh, on? uh, Is there other life in other planets, dude? You know, it's funny. Like we've been talking about this like at MAE a lot. Like, like Mark and. and Conroy are like really into it. So like I hear it all the time. But um I don't know. Um I mean it doesn't like biblically it doesn't really like doesn't really say anything about like a yes or a no. Like at least to my knowledge, I like I could be wrong about that. Right. Um so you know, fact check correct. You're not a wrong. theologian? Huh? I am not a theologian, uh, but I've studied. Well, you know, but I but I do study. It's funny, growing up, you know, obviously that that always captures the imagination of 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 of, of you know of kids. I was big into like you know, oh, yeah. aliens and UFOs, e. and no, that's that. I was an adult already at ET. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're not your age. That came out the year I was born. And, oh yeah. my goodness, uh, <laughs> but it was creepy. That, I wasn't a creepy when movie. It came out, though. I was no, but I was in the sense of like, reading stories <laughs> and uh, you know the the. the the conspiracy ideas and uh, yeah. but but we're, here we are getting it on the news where you know we have government officials coming out and saying yeah we don't know what these things are and they're we see them all the time and you know they're you know you you, you start uh wondering you know what is it that we don't know and then for christians you know that's it is a topic that has been discussed by by theologians over over the last couple of generations, uh, you know some uh, you know some people believe that if say aliens did show up, that that would be a uh, it would have a a disastrous effect on the gospel and and you know the Bible and why uh, why, 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 why would it have a disaster? Well, effect? because it's something that's not explicitly stated in Scripture and. So, uh, people believe that, you know, obviously it'll open up a can of theological worms, which is, you know, was Jesus redeeming other cultures and other... other To me, I I think first on being made in the image of God. So, what does that actually mean if there are aliens who are in a different image? 
then does being made in the image of God mean something different than we think it means? What if they're also made in the image of God? Right. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. To me, it opens up deeper meaning to what that might actually mean. And and just the disclaimer, this is a discussion. We're not saying that there's aliens or not. But I've always looked at it this way. And, you know, I've I've had the question as a pastor many times. Yeah. uh, Is just looking honestly, biblically, we know that there are other creatures other than humans. We know that God has created a a lot of different types of angels. Mm -hmm. they're, They're different. They are different than men. So from a very strict explanation, they are alien to us. So the thought that there's other things other than humans is biblical because you have angels. And if you go back to the old Testament, then there's the issues of that. It's often debated like the, the Nephilim, Nephilim. uh, you know, which were said to be the offspring of angels and humans. Mm -hmm. I know it's freaky. It's freaky. And it's, and, and there's, you know, uh, it's subjects that the people in the church tend to stay away from because it is a little sci-fi and a little extreme, but I just want us to look at it. Like I've always challenged people to look at, uh, because something's unknown, you know, we tend to speculate, you know, so what is it exactly that we're experiencing? You know, uh, some would, you know, some want to immediately assume it's, it's extraterrestrial. In other words, it's, it's, it's from another planet or something, but, uh, it, you know, there are examples in the Old Testament of things that are hard to explain. Uh, you know, the you know uh, some of the prophetic, uh, you know, vision stuff that people saw. Uh, specifically, um, the wheel in the sky that's with lights that's described. Mm. Uh, you know, there there are some interesting examples of that but just angels in and of themselves they have so many we tend to think of angels as only having one form but angels actually have different forms they right. they don't all look the same they're described the, the, differently in scripture the seraphim yeah, that's what i was yeah, gonna say gonna, the seraphim. seraphim is described as a serpent a serpent head a serpent with head wings with wings that covered the, all the body right yeah, you have the cherubim, you have the seraphim, you have uh, you know uh, different different groups. Uh, uh, one that has multiple has multiple faces. Multiple mm-hmm. faces. You know, so now Cherub. to me that doesn't scare me. So so I had a question this week, just two days ago. You know, Pastor Pete, what do you think? Is this going to be, you know, a biblical undoing if if we discover that there's something unknown? And I'm like. The world, has, there's a lot of, there's been unknown and there's going to continue to be unknown. Mm-hmm. There's things on this earth that are unknown to us under the ocean yeah. right. that we're still discovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that doesn't disprove uh, or prove God, you know, and nowhere in scripture does it say that God did not create other things. Uh, the story of the gospel is about the special creation of human humanity in the image of God and the process of redemption. And so there, 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 you know, it's, it's a specific, uh, story says, so, you know, about, you know, and, and some people have, uh, I don't know if you guys ever read, uh, like, um, gosh, what's the name of that book? Revelation. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> sci- it's a sci-fi book. 1984. Uh, the uh, signs. The, I know the second, the second book was, movie, uh, yeah. uh, great movie. Uh, I like that it'll movie. come to me. But uh, but the Chronicles it, of Narnia. Of course, Chronicles of Narnia is fantasy. It is, and it's a, and it's, and it's a story that uh, Lord of the Rings is fantasy. But it's, it's the story of War the gospel. Of the uh, War of the Worlds is just fantasy. And, uh, <laughs> it's not real. You that's mean, just a radio podcast. Tom <laughs> Cruise is going to come and. <laughs> but, but the thing is, we Tom Cruise is going to save we, us all. <laughs> I, th- I think that the that the that <laughs> the argument. Cover. That if life is found in outer space, that somehow that disproves Jesus and God. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. No, I don't think so. Because either. the Bible no. never makes the claim that the planet Earth is the only place where there is life. Right. It never makes that claim at all. It's just talking about our spiritual journey here on Earth. So, is there? Could there be bacterial life on Mars? Why not? That's not a problem. It's not. It's not. A, it's not going to disprove uh, if 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 we find uh, 
any form of life some, in some other planet. I find it interesting that in that great search to find intelligent life, uh, it hasn't been easy. Hmm. Right? Uh, so uh, yeah. I, there is a, that, you, know, that, you know, are we dealing with things that are in the spiritual realm? And mm. it's just things that we don't completely and utterly understand. Mm. Even these things and these objects that uh, don't function, uh, which appear to, to function in the, with the laws of physics in mind, is it something that we just don't comp- that we we don't comprehend? Yeah, uh, I think that the the thought that if we find aliens, that somehow disproves God and Jesus. That to me is more of how some people pursue science with the idea that like, you know, evolution will disprove God, Mm. which, you know, any good scientist will tell you that. That doesn't make sense. And science can never disprove something, disprove God. You know, even, even the, 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 the highest level atheist will say that they cannot disprove God. Right. Uh, they can only, you know, make assumptions and, and things of that nature. Mm, yeah. But, but, but we kind of want, what we want though, is we want to hear, uh, again, I think it's escaping, uh, responsibility. Well, I mean like if there's aliens, then I don't have to follow a, a moral code. If there's aliens, that doesn't mean I have to believe in God. Right. If there's aliens, well, that's now the aliens give me an excuse to get away from being responsible spiritually <laughs> for my life. What do you think? <laughs> hmm. Well, why, why, why do, why, why do they give us an excuse to act irresponsibly? Like, is it because it's an scapegoat? Yeah, it's an escape go. Why? This, I don't get that. It's easier to say, "Hey, I don't have to do this." Well, again, it's the thought because, like, the person that asked me two two days ago was basically this throws the Bible out the window, and it's like, so if the Bible isn't true, then I don't have any moral obligation or. You know, and things okay. of that nature. Yeah. When it's not either or, it's, it, it, it's, it's a little, I, I a little bit more thoughtful and complicated than yeah. that. People, I think people tend to spend more time trying to disprove that's, yeah, the whatever, the Bible than. Well, anything that the makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Because it makes it uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. You know, or challenges like say, you. So, yeah. They want to have a scapegoat because it's like. It's easier that way. Yeah. You know? Well, it's easier in like. Life with, you know, free and do however you want. want to do it. Yeah. And, and the Bible is challenging too. Like that's like right. part, that's like part of the point is like, it's challenging. Like not, not everyone can live this life and all that. So when it's like, oh, well, if aliens are real and aliens aren't in the Bible, then therefore the Bible is wrong and I don't have to follow this challenging road. I can just do whatever. Well, and what that, if, that becomes like the, the excuse. Yeah. What if finding aliens actually gives more evidence for God? than That's what I would think. I mean, that, that's the way I've always knows? thought like, of it. What if something we find actually is like proves. I just can't see God how big as more. just our solar system is. Well, that's the thing. How like, I mean. We're out there because they've already saw, like they've already seen over 3,000 other, oops, over 3,000 other planets and stuff that's not in our solar system. Yeah. You know, that's, they're not named or anything because it's not part of our Milky Way and our, our solar system. So how can, I don't say, think that disproves God at all. I think it more proves it. I know. God yeah, is, that's how I feel too. Right. So, but let's go back. Let's go back. How, how does the church historically responded to these ideas and thoughts? We have Galileo. To thoughts, period? You well, mean? Well, it, <laughs> to you any know, thought. It's usually the organized religion part of things that has a hard time with change. You know, the problem that they had with Galileo was, uh, Again, the idea is that if if the Earth was not the center of the of the universe, mm. and was it then then again it t- they perceived it as something different than what the Bible was saying. Even though the even though the Bible is not a scientific book and is making no scientific claims, people put that on there. So Galileo ends up in a tower uh, for. Uh, simply saying, you know, the earth revolves around the sun. The sun doesn't revolve around the earth, mm-hmm. you know, and that we are one of, of just many planets that, and just that alone freaked out, you know, generations of people. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, this conflict between science and, and the church, 
really uh, has its seeds there because historically the church was the fountain of science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the, the, but, but then again, when these bigger thoughts, you know, are we alone in the universe? Uh, it kind of seems like as soon as we, we have something that we feel like we can start to make sense and understand biblically, then we get really comfortable with that. And then something happens to flip that upside down, which I think God does on purpose, you know, to like say that you prove that like we can't figure it out. Like I feel like anytime we try, like we think, oh yeah, we know the everything revolves around the earth. Everybody, that was what they thought back then. And then some revelation happens or something happens where that knowledge has changed. But it, it to me, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is, what the topic is. It's all about having the control and understanding. Like we feel comfortable when we know we can control and we, we know something, we understand something. And especially when we can say we understand it because the Bible helps us understand. Okay, yeah, the er- everything revolves around the earth and here's how the Bible supports that. So now that's locked. That can never be changed because we've pulled the strings to make it all fit into this nice box. Mm-hmm. And we do that with a lot of stuff. And then, but I think to me, I feel like God is the one that's behind opening our eyes and ears and revealing things to us that end up turning those things upside down and make us rethink some of the things that we thought we always knew. To me, that doesn't, that doesn't uh, hurt my faith. That actually helps me. I think God's behind those type of things, you know? Like, I think a lot of people think, oh, that's the devil making you think that or opening your mind to those demonic things thoughts yeah well i think it's god like the devil's in charge of everything i mean like (laughs) including bobby including bobby yes i mean like (laughs) most like most churches and most um i guess like most parents and stuff like that teach like uh you know god is so big god is so powerful that he created the entire universe right so like you know that's what that's what most people teach and all that and the thing is if we are to believe that God is such a big, powerful God to create like this giant, vast universe that we're in that we know there's other planets and all that stuff. Why isn't he powerful enough to create other life on other planets? You know, like it's like, why, why is that the trade off there? You know? Well, I think that the, 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 the stroke, the thought that causes a struggle is the uniqueness of man. Right. We value ourselves very highly. Right. 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 So, uh, but also biblically, there's a, there, there is a, yeah. a, a special creation right. type of idea Created between the humanity. image of God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. So it's holding those two thoughts together. See, I think it's, it is about perception and perspective. You know, I think that people, you know, there's a lot of unknown in the Bible too, when it talks about like the heavenly realms. And it, you know, we tend to think of you know heaven up in the up in the sky. We're still a little backwards there. Yeah, heaven's not up in the sky, and the hell is not in the middle of the earth. Yeah, the Bible doesn't say that. Right, it doesn't make that. These are, you know, and again, I'm careful to say a scientific term like dimensions. Yeah, uh, or, or something because then out. I'm just bringing my ideas from today onto the Bible. Right, but what the Bible does say is that. We cannot perceive the spiritual world. Occasionally, God allows us to perceive the spiritual world and become aware of it. And so you see things that are, you know, uh, like like when the prophet was allowed to see the angels surrounding him. They were there. He just couldn't see them. Uh, or when Daniel saw the angel that fought his way to him. That is the spiritual realm being opened and you know Paul talks about this the heavenly realms he's, he actually created a term for it cuz it doesn't the word doesn't even exist hmm. uh, he had to, he created this concept of this other place that's here but that's not here right but and he, he and he met, he mentioned where where things are done already and where things are in power already but not exactly. It really is like a dimension. Like it well, totally you, again, has the I, I want to, I want to be, like I want to be careful and say that. It, I know, but I do perceive it that way. I perceive it as a, 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 a another a, something that occasionally we get to 
experience. It breaks through sometimes. Sometimes it breaks through. He uh, he mentions being caught up in the third heaven. Exactly. So, it's right. an, another so, place. Another place. John in, in Patmos, well, in the right. island of Pat, he he's caught up in, right. in that too. Right. So, yeah. And yeah, it's I mean, and it's around him. He doesn't get, tr- he doesn't travel to it. Right. He experiences it in time. Right. It doesn't say he went up. Right, right, right. So <laughs> the same that we tend to think about Jesus, Jesus went up. Did he actually, yeah, he actually went up into the sky, but he didn't, he didn't, it's not like there, he's in a, in a room somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it talks about that's God, God's omnipresence, you mm-hmm. know, and it being mm-hmm. able to be everywhere at once. So there is just mind numbing things that you, you can just think about it biblically. Yeah. And again, the Bible tells us sometimes you might encounter an angel and sometimes you might be encountering an angel that looks like a human and they do that so that you don't freak out, you know, like we talked about before. So they have the ability to appear and not appear. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are otherworldly. They look different. Uh, Where are the fallen angels? Where do they exist? You know, we tend to think of they're in the center. They're they're in the center of the earth in the hells. It's like no, you know, that's a medieval idea uh, that that the center of the earth is is hell. That's a medieval idea. That is not a. It's not a biblical. It's not an accurate biblical representation of of what hell is or what was Abraham's bosom. Where did God go when he died? When Jesus died for three days, where did he go? Because mm-hmm. his body was here, but he was somewhere else. Yeah, you know, and they just say that that you know a lot of theologians. This is this is metaphysical stuff. This is this is stuff that we can talk about, but we really can't explain mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of like it's exactly this or it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you have at the end uh, a new heaven and a new earth coming together. So these two different uh for lack of a better way to describe it planes of existence yeah come together and we no longer have this separation or this divide between experiencing Jesus with us right there and then experiencing each other being in earth but being on a being on a on a on a new earth which is new and tense in terms of it's fixed not new as in like right. everything is restored. And it's a restored really, heaven, right? Yeah. But heaven, it's a restored earth, but it's restored also a, rest, a, a re- heaven. A restored heaven, because it says new heaven. Yes, a restored heaven. <laughs> Why new so, heaven? So there is, so if you want to look at the, the, if you go back to the fall, you know, um, when when we died, you know, this is a theological perspective. When we died, you know, people say, well, you actually didn't die. He goes, no, no, the part of us that died was the part of us that communed with God. Mm. You know, the, the spirit, the spirit in us died. And that is what Jesus talks about a need of resurrection is the, the spiritual life being born again. That part of the spirit, which communicated with God. We're made in his image that way too, the Bible says, because we're like an inferior trinity. I, I don't know if people really think about that. Mm. We're flesh, we're soul, and we're spirit. According to the word of God, those three things exist in us. Yeah. When we fell, our spirit died. Most people don't like argue with that because we know it. Like you feel like you feel those things, you know, and you feel like something's missing. Even if you're not, a, you don't believe in God, like I a lot of people that don't even believe in God know that there are like different parts. And a lot of people believe in the spirit realm, even if they don't believe in God or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have this thing in us that like a desire of something that knows like there's something more, there's something beyond what we can see, which I think drives a lot of even science, you know, but also it drives a lot of spiritual things, drives science, it drives. So it's like, I think majority of people, there's very few people that I think would totally reject that idea. C.S. Lewis talks about that. He wrote, Mm. he wrote about how the reason why we respond to these stories, you know, he didn't use the example of star Wars, but like, like star Wars or, or Avengers or, uh, you know, he talked about, you know, like why do we respond to these, what appear to be fairy tales? Mm. 
but we respond to them so emotionally. He says it's because it, we innately know that there is another place. Those desires are there. Yeah, we mm-hmm. innately know that there is a struggle of forces that we can't understand and that there is good and that there is evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we innately know that. And that is what draws us. So, you know, some would say that, you know, the concepts of Joseph Campbell and mythology, like why is, because mythology has always been a part of humanity. And if you study mythology, mythology is pretty much repeated over and over and over again. Uh, the idea of the, of, of, of good and evil, the idea of uh, a, a man trying to make himself God and falling, uh, the idea of the logos, uh, the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these are not just biblical ideas. These are, these are across all the myths uh, the, and all the cultural ideas. So is it, you know, it's scratching against something that we all know innately that was, and this is the key, because some people say, well, why was Jesus different? Well, because, you know, it says that and that is what, that's the mystery he came to explain. Hmm. That's, the, that's Jesus revealed, revealing the mystery. He's the one that pulled the curtain down. He's the one that walked on could walk on in two places he was he, he i keep, i don't know i keep going back to the word glitch <laughs> i know it doesn't yeah. it's not a good word for jesus <laughs> but like that's how i thought like i mentioned a few weeks ago like when we're studying the sermon on the mount even is like or you just look at jesus's life anytime there's a miracle walking on water healing sick or whatever to me that's a glitch of the new heaven meeting the me, heaven meeting earth right you know it's that dimension for lack of a better word or that thing that is coming is invading the earth so you get the manifestation of it in jesus's life and so it's the glimpse it's the glimpse of the new kingdom it's the glimpse of the future it's a glimpse of the redeemed creation that happens in jesus's life which i think is is cool and it it, <coughs> it helps explain stuff even though it's still unexplainable it still doesn't make sense but it kind of makes that two things becoming uh, here and not yet right? make a little bit more sense to me. Well, I mean, I, I think that that's very theologically sound in that Jesus said, uh, you know, the, the, the word of God describes Jesus' resurrection as the first of many. In other words, the down payment, the mm. look, <laughs> I'm doing it. This is going to happen for you too. Mm. You know, you're going to receive a glorified body. So, it, you know, uh, the it's also an interesting wor- verse uh, that it, 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 the, I think in the NIV or the King James, it describes as the, in the fullness of time, but it, it literally means in the perfect moment in history, Jesus came. So it was purposely in that moment, in that point in the intellectually evolutionary point of humanity that they were able to move forward and understanding Jesus and understanding the law and understanding this fall and understanding. So he's like that perfect point in history to say, okay, and I'm going to lay some things down. These are all down payments. The spirit of God is a down payment. The, the resurrection is a down payment of what is going to come and now go tell that message. So, you know, to, mm-hmm. to me as a person who studied the Bible for almost 40 years now, I am not afraid if they find aliens or if they uh, mm. find something that is, on a, uh, is not explained. To me, that that is doesn't shatter my faith in any way. Not because I'm blind, but because I I recognize the the mysterious nature of 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 God's creation and that there are things that are not known to us. Here, why, why should it? Here, you know. Here's an interesting verse that I read the other day that I. I've read this verse many times, but as I sat and really looked at it, and in Job it says, and we're all familiar with the Job when Satan, you know, when mm-hmm. the Lord is talking to say, he says, Job 2, 1, it says, On another day the angels came to pre- present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also, with them, uh, also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And he say, Satan answered the, the, to the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. So 
here's a, a picture of one that the, the angels are with the, the, the Lord, and right. that's a, the heavenly realm. And there's the, a place. And there's a place. There's the realms, the mm. spiritual realm. And then Satan also comes, and he, sa- and he was roaming back and forth on, through the earth. So where was he roaming back and forth? Like, we didn't see him. We're, we're, mm-hmm. like, so there's a spiritual realm there. I mean, it, you know, it's, again, these are interesting verses that we look at and we're like, man, you know, and if we follow all these traditions and, and, and if we're scared of them, if we're scared of these verses, like, oh, it can't be, you know, there's no realm or unseen realm like that. But this kind of opens your <laughs> I mean, eyes. we this believe in a God we can't see. <laughs> so right, why right. don't we believe yeah. in other well, things but, but, that yes, we can't see? Right, <laughs> right. right. But, but we also know biblically that there is a place where there are angels that are just there saying, holy, holy, waiting on the Lord. Yep. It says that. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. are they? Are they in space? No. We, you know, are they on another planet? I don't know. Is it a dimension? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that the Bible describes other places than here that we cannot see. Right. Maybe they're in Los Angeles. You know, <laughs> I mean, what if what if other Los planets Angeles. are other? Planets? I get it. I got it. Uh, my, my, and my thing is, is, like I said, and we can speculations okay because I know I, ta- I remember years ago having this conversation because my brain works this way, <laughs> uh, and and having a conversation with another pastor, and the pastor was like, "Oh no, you cannot talk about this stuff. You can't think about this stuff. This is like heresy." And I'm like, "I'm I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not teaching this as a doctrine." Uh, we, we, we teach the gospel and we profess what we know to be true, but it's okay for us to speculate it, to think. And as long as we're not saying that if you don't believe this, you're going to go to hell. Well, that's a problem. You know, I, you know, that's, 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 that's a different, that's a different level, but, but, but to to think and to ponder and to imagine, (laughs) yeah, you know, like it's okay to be challenged, you know, it's okay to be challenged with other thinking. What would you say to some to, to people that are like maybe more like a realist to where they don't really give a lot of thought to spiritual realm, angels, demons. They don't really care about that that much. So this stuff doesn't really maybe uh, bother them or just don't really think about it much. What would you say to them? Do you think there's something I, missing or there's something I would, wrong I would with say that, that? that? Yeah, because the word of God is telling you to pay attention to this stuff. Mm-hmm. It tells us it, 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 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm. yeah. but against principalities and powers in, in high places. You can't ignore it. We, we're not supposed to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Paul says, and, and, and the, the disciples say, and Jesus said, you know, you, you know he confronted demonic uh, beings, obviously. Not everything he confronted was demonic, and that's something that we have to pay attention to. Not every sickness, like, you know, when... When Peter's uh, mother-in-law was sick, Jesus just made her feel better. He didn't cast out demons. Right. It was just an illness. It yeah. was bacteria or it was an infection or it was something. But at the same time, when Jesus did address the demons, he addressed them. So he could recognize what was when we were crossing into the spiritual realm. So uh, we just have a, a you know, we can't we can't ignore it. Because, um, you know, I, I think that's why we like conspiracies, because uh, inside of us, we know that, well, we, we, we don't have it all figured out, you know, but, but, but we can look to the word of God to how we deal with that spiritual realm. Well, how do we deal with it? You know, uh, I think uh, Ephesians tells us how to deal with it with, with, the, with the symbolic armor of God, right? And we recognize that, guess what? Our advocate is who? Our advocate is the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus. So we have the Holy Spirit in us that is advocating on our behalf. That's pretty supernatural. I mean, how do you not make that supernatural? You know, there's a, the Spirit of God in us that's mm-hmm. praying and intervening and teaching and correcting and doing all these things. That is pretty supernatural. Uh, you know, it's, it is. And how do you do that? Well, it's a, it is awareness. It is a, an opening of your mind to those things. Uh, biblically, that's the key. Uh, I feel that people can go into the whole, like I'm spiritual thing and anything goes. Yeah. And you get very like more extreme, like well, an extremist yeah. and, and then you, you point open, out everything. You, you is, are open yourself up, I believe to, to, to the very things that God is warning us against. So like when we grew up, we did our, 
you know, people did the Ouija board and we get, you know, I read books on magic, uh, you know, and read different spiritual, you know, and, and that was before I came to know the Lord. And yeah, I, it, it opened up that world to me, but it wasn't the world that I wanted. No, not at all. So I experienced, <laughs> you know, uh, oppressive spiritual oppression it, 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 when I was, before I came to know the Lord. So how did that manifest in my life? It manifested with uh, a great deal of uh, discomfort and being able to not sleep and having uh, ongoing nightmares, uh, feeling oppressed, feeling, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to explain, but that there was a darkness, hopelessness entered my life. I was very hopeless because, uh, you know, that's the stuff. I know Chopper, you've had experiences too. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of same way I delved into or dove into like the Ouija boards and read the satanic Bible because I was always searching for something just didn't know what it was. Um, and because of that, like just like Pete said, I've opened up that realm of of the spirits and have actually seen like manifested demons in the past. And it's like something that I'll never forget. It was such a like bold image, and you know you probably think, well, this guy's crazy because. He yeah, I don't. This, I don't talk about it that much too, because it, yeah. people tend to think, "Not nah, are you really telling the truth?" Right. Like when you've encountered what someone who's possessed. Yeah, and that's the thing is they're like, well, "Oh, what were you man. on?" I was like, "I wasn't on any drugs. I wasn't high. I wasn't drunk." And it was multiple multiple people who saw it in the room. It wasn't just me. It was like there was like three of us that saw it. You know, so on the and we didn't like just say, "Hey, we saw this and this is what it was." Is we all like described the same thing without like at the same time. So I know it's not something that I was just made up in my mind. It's something that I physically saw, hmm. you know, and that's when I like really turned away from that because it scared the crap out of me, to be honest with you. And I was like, this junk is real, you know, and I have a respect for for the, the unseen realm because of it and how powerful both um, angels and demons, how, how powerful they can be when God gives them that that time to come and see us, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's, and that's, I think that's probably why I'm not like, so like there's no such thing as the aliens because Those things if are I've aliens. seen something that <laughs> shouldn't be around, <laughs> why can't I not see something else, you know? Mm, yeah. So no, I've often, you know, and I, I am careful talking about it uh, because I know that it can seem so fantastic. And so, Oh yeah, it, you know, it's very like some people are like, "That's really cool." How did you see that? I'm like, "Well, that's not something you really want yeah, to see." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, why, yeah, that's why I love that series, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, that was a. Uh, but it also opened up my, into my oh, like how realm. great God and how great you know Christ is because God created these, you know, right? How much better but, would you know could my life be if I have Him on my side opposed to me trying to fight against Him? Well, that was actually. I mean, I. For me, my 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 spiritual walk was knowing the devil first. For sure, yeah, that's... and that was like, well, I don't want to be on your side, bro. I, I want <laughs> I want to know who God is then, because because that because because it was not peaceful. It wasn't a peaceful thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, but even going back to drugs, even drugs though. I mean, there, there was moments in my life in my past too that even drugs brings. Oh yeah, those types. So of, I'm not saying it know, doesn't. Yeah. Like because people people will say, oh, you are on drugs. Yeah, but drugs brings that darkness. It does. Those spiritual. For sure. That you tap it does into open that the spiritual doors, yeah. uh, demons and all that. Yeah, because it opens up your yeah. mind. So yeah, yeah. So especially LSD. Yeah, <laughs> that'll put some. You'll uh. be seeing stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I think that, um, you know, and I want to encourage people out there to say, well, you know, sh- so does that mean I should go pursue these things? So I can, no, the, don't. The, the Bible is telling us that this is what's out there. So therefore, lean into God and lean into the Holy Spirit and right. lean into and recognize that the, the devil isn't under every chair and he's not the cause of every problem. We do a good job ourselves. Yep. He's not uh, omnipresent. You like, know, right. No. Exactly. But there is an enemy that's at work. Real. Yeah, it is and real. There, and that's, that's at work. Listen, I don't know if it's just my, my years and my, but if, to look at this world, you see the rootedness of the problems of, of the, you know, like we were talking about last week in the message about the, the double standard, that the double standard that exists, the treatment of women, 
the abusive nature of of the way power is is used to to hurt, abuse, and and step on those that are weaker. Mm-hmm. That shows us that there is evil in this world. You don't want to call it evil. You want to call it things that are messed up. You want to call it uh, things that are not that shouldn't be. Especially you, justice warriors out there from Facebook. You know the reality is there's evil at work, mm-hmm. and 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 I and I know that. A lot of times our attempts to, uh, to say, you know, this is wrong and that is wrong is, is out of a, a, a sense of frustration, but, but the reality is that there is a battle at work and, uh, and the way the word of God teaches us is that it's a spiritual battle that's at work. It isn't just a, a, a thinking battle. So tr- we're trying to change people's minds, uh, you know, but it is a lot about freeing, freeing the heart and the mind, mm. you know, and the oppression that, that our mm. culture and that our world is under. It's real. Mm. It's, this world is not a good place. Yeah. There's good in it, but it's not a good place. I mean, we're at war everywhere. Greed it rules the day. Power is abused at every turn. This is, am I the only one who sees this? Mm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, th- this is my point. Is like you can stick your head in the dirt all you want. Corruption is everywhere, and since the beginning of time, corruption everywhere. It's like we are we're at war. You know, uh, you know, I'm not a guy to use a lot of warfare language and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But when it comes to this, yeah, and what it, we are spiritual warriors in that sense. But it's not spiritual warriors. Let me go beat somebody up. It's <laughs> spiritual warriors. Uh, grow in our faith and the strength and in the power of the Holy spirit and begin to set people free with the gospel because the gospel is the mechanism that sets people free from oppression. Yeah. That sets people free from all the oppressive aspects of this world. Yeah. Well, in spiritual warfare is a whole other kind of topic. That's interesting because like I was telling, I mean, I've shared before, like my upbringing was in a very charismatic type churches where spiritual warfare was talked about almost every week and Mm -hmm. was almost like part of our gatherings, you know, like part of our Sunday service was like, yeah, okay. Spiritual warfare. It was very uh, apparent. So we're going to go fight demons. Right. (laughs) I mean, we'd have, we'd have people shouting and like like it wasn't actually, no, we didn't have snake handlers, but but that's about the only thing we didn't have. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, so it's weird though, because I don't want to just, bash it because in one sense I think it gave me a a good awareness of spiritual Mm -hmm. the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. to where I know it's real so did it make you numb to it numb to it because it was in your face so often or Uh, maybe I I don't know I mean I I think that it it was a shallow awareness of it you know it was very much like we're aware of it so we can fight and that's pretty much it yeah. When I think there's more to it than just fighting. Yeah. So it's kind of like Harry Potterish, you know, like yeah. Let me give you like this fake one. But we weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter. I know, no, but in sen- been... but in the sense of like the, the <laughs> let me give you this little tool to you know, fight you off. know, to fight well, yeah. off evil. Well, that was like my I realized like now looking back, like a lot of my prayer life was a lot of it was incantations. That's what praying was. Like it was just these magic spells of pray this this way and whether it's speaking in tongues or other prayer, like it was used as like incantations and magic spells. Like, so yeah, it was very just to me, I guess the best word is shallow. Like I think it was just like a, not a full understanding of the spiritual realm, right. just a very like one-sided understanding of it that not that it was wrong. It's just not complete, you know, and just too much focus in my opinion. Like I thought it, it's just like kind of too much focus on that when, yeah, it's not, there isn't a demon under every rock. Like it's not like it's this thing that is like ev- so mean everywhere. COVID isn't a demon. <laughs> COVID isn't a demon. Imagine oh, of how, course it's a demon. <laughs> imagine how sad that is. Like you know, you you go to church every week, and it's like, oh man, it's it's like the devil is there every single week. You know, and you're having to fight the devil every week. Like imagine, man, I, I don't have to imagine. imagine I just right? Have to remember. <laughs> well, yeah. it, it's, it's hard. tiring. It's hard. To, it's, hard it, it's hard. It's. I say this. Uh oh. Oh boy. It's kind of like LARPing. All right. <laughs> you guys, live yeah. action role playing. 
You have people running around the woods. Like I've actually witnesses in churches running around the woods with like a sword with holy water on it. Oh yeah, and, sh- and, and cutting into the air. Oh yeah, you know, wow. and it's just like I've never. Oh yeah, I've experienced that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 actually, I had someone and, bring a sword to church before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you know, and and, and, and or honestly. <laughs> You know, why like, is that funny? Like Chopper, Kenneth, Cop- <laughs> Kenneth, Copeland, <laughs> Kenneth Copeland shouting at COVID and blowing it away mm-hmm. with the shofar, blowing yeah, it away. He was like, Yeah, you know, this whole thing. And I'm just like, Do people really like really? That's to me, that's a little it is bizarre because I don't look at it that way. I think to me, it's about. Uh, sincerely seeking the spirit of God and recognizing our need that the battle is his. It's not, yeah. It's what's not what's ours, sad you know? is it, and, it makes it seem ridiculous. Exactly. So then people just ignore it. Cause it's like, well, if that's what it is. Then it's not real. And that's where like, even me, like I've had mm. to fight against, like, I know cause I've experienced spiritual things. Right. I know it's real, but then I see, and I remember experiences. I'm like, that was just so dumb and ridiculous. And then when I see crap like that, like Pete was just talking about, so someone from the outside looking in who really has no biblical knowledge of the spiritual realm can look at that and be like, you guys are idiots. You're stupid. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And totally dismiss the spiritual realm at all, which we shouldn't do because it, it is real. You know, the, there's good and there's evil. That I always tell people, like, the devil's just as real as God is. Like, he's not. Like, it's they're just as real. And that's what but, most people see. Like, I mean, yeah, like... <laughs> Like these videos are like what most people see, like yeah. of like that's from the eighties or nineties too. Is that is that Benny Hinn? No, it's not Benny Hinn. That looks like my church. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast I, listeners I can't see that. I sent it to Marco. But I, I don't want to. Is that TikTok? Are you on TikTok? This is why I can't it, be on TikTok. Oh. But it, it's data. It's remember, of... it's playing in the background. Oh, really? oh is it? Is it the the disrespect your surroundings? Okay, <laughs> but see, yeah. But see, and 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 in that what you were saying, there is a balance, and I think we should balance with everything, right? You know, even, um, but I, in in my part, and 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 to give encouragement out there too is is we should be excited about the spiritual realm. I mean, a couple podcasts ago we talked about wonder, you know, and and th- these are wondrous things that we should be looking forward to too to be seeing like i mean let's just yeah our god is supernatural everything is supernatural we've just started describing things as natural natural is still supernatural god is still behind like the world revolving and trees growing and uh like you know of of how things function Ah. you know and uh, and and and, uh, to me that's amazing and, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good I, point. I, I, at least for me, I, I look at it as like, wow, I can't believe we're going to be part of all that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, spiritual realm and yeah. what is that going to look like? Yeah, and 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 open up your mind a little bit too. I know because I got a good imagination. Imagination, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, it, you know, and and um, you're not going to have a Captain America shield. A, I won't need one. <laughs> I, uh, my faith is my shield, bro. <laughs> But uh, no, raise your sword and fight. Well, you could. I, I think that the, the you know, yeah, without sounding kooky, you know, it's because it is. You don't want to sound kooky, but yeah, that excite because I know that he's given me these these desires and the you know it's, it's like to me it is it's beautiful. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's and for me my love of all these all things sci fi and mm. and comics and all it's yeah. just because I'm like. I believe what C.S. Lewis said. It's like, whether we recognize it or not, we we know that there's, this stuff's happening in real life. Yeah. Mm. Not, not Superman, but, uh, you know, not, 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 not the Justice League, but, but the idea that there are forces at work that are beyond our, our, our comprehension. Yeah. Uh, that there are enemies and that there are, there are villains and there are heroes. Yeah. And, 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 and Jesus Christ is, uh, awesome in his power and his majesty god is awesome in his power and his majesty mm. you know and i love the description like when you know that you know the heavens shake you know every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess mm. that he is king of kings and lord of lords mm-hmm. that's a pretty uh you know uh the breaking through the clouds what is that going to look like when christ arrives it's supernatural <laughs> you know we can kind of describe it but you know, 
uh, I think that's what Revelation tries to do is tries to explain it to us in a way that we can understand like the trumpets and the, you know, this and that. And, but it, it is it just ends up painting a really confusing picture. Well, to me, it's, <laughs> it's, like it's, 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 it's very, it's, confuse, yeah. Yeah. it's symbolic. Like if I was to write a story of, of the awesomeness of like, a, to blow a trumpet that the whole world hears, mm, yeah. you know, that, you know, that people won't be able to just ignore it. So let me ask you, I'm sorry, I'm going off totally right. off topic, sort of, but I'm sure you've probably seen those YouTube videos where they hear the trumpet sounds going across like different countries. What's your take on that? I haven't heard, I haven't you seen, haven't any, seen any of those. I, I mean, they've been around for years where you like to have a video and you just, you hear almost like a strophe type sound, like well, at a distance. I know I'll hear it. So if I haven't heard it yet, it hasn't come out. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, people are always like, oh, that's the, that's the it's Jesus coming Cause, back. You know, because like, well, like Joe Winters said that Jesus came back back in the 1960s, right. but I'm like, hey, if I didn't see him, he didn't come back. Right. I was just wondering says, if you ever I, seen any of those I videos. See they're, so, they're funny. You know? <laughs> I was like, come on, people. That's anticlimactic. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, listen, it, I, it, it is our mind tends to, like, if, if something happens that we have no explanation for, immediately our mind yeah, Shuts, just, like, yeah. creates a story. Mm. But, uh, but anyway, no. that was just the, the subject for this week. We're yeah. not going to be preaching about this this Sunday. No, we should one day. We're, we're going to be expanding. I don't know. There are some good books if you guys are interested. And by that, by our endorsing a book, we're not endorsing it as a hundred percent, you know, fact. Or you know, and again, we made no doctrinal statements today. We're not saying that. Uh, disclaimer alert. Well, I yeah. just think that people, yeah. these are just yeah. conversations that yeah. we're having because we have imaginations too, and we have questions too, but there are good books out there that also kind of look into these questions. Uh, there is the book that, uh, Frank is going to say, which, uh, is, is about this, is about some of what we talked about. The Unseen Realm with, with, it's, uh, Michael Heiser. Yeah. Heiser. That's, a. Uh, like I said, we're, I, I mentioned a couple podcasts ago. It's a very good, bu- very good book. But again, like Pete said, it uh, you know you 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 read, you you learn, you let it challenge you. Um, go ahead. Yeah, basically, you 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 have the meal, you spit out the bones, the yeah. things that don't you know that it's okay to you know we shouldn't be afraid to read books we that should. we don't agree with hundred uh, percent. You know, we're not Nazis. We're not going to burn books and say you know these things are bad. Are there uh, aliens in it? Uh, yeah, right. But 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 <laughs> yeah. we we have minds to to think thoughts after God. So we, we I re, I read every everything I get my hands on. I read a lot of things that I don't agree with, and that to me is good too because it sharpens my mind as to why don't I agree with it. Yeah, you know. So a lot of times I'll listen to a message and I'm like, oh, I don't think that preach is right uh, because of and I and it makes me challenge my thinking and go back to the Bible and say, why is that? not right theologically. So there's nothing wrong with that. It, you know, it's, mm. it's, you know, that's good. Cause I mean, yeah, I think a lot of us are too afraid. Yes. And that. that, that bothers me the most, you know, I don't believe in censorship. I don't believe a book mm-hmm. should be burned. Even books that we don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a, that's a scary thought. Cause I know for a lot of us as, as the church is about, Oh, don't read that. Don't read this. And my, my kids got a lot of that. So when I when I burned the spell book, I shouldn't have done that. Well, I think in that case it's a little different. <laughs> uh, but in a sense, like Harry Potter, I know my son, you know, did, did you know I let him read Harry Potter. I did teach him the difference between <gasps> fantasy and reality. I, I remember you know, that. I remember years ago when but someone you, at the church was like, "You can't read that. What's wrong with you? That Harry or Potter's play with or, or, or play with Pokemon? Oh, that's what it was. It was the it was Pokemon. Pokemon. Card. He, yeah, my poor Pokemon kid got beat up because got, of Pokemon. Yeah, he got yelled you at. Yeah, like I yelled at from from church people. Those Pokemon but, kids are making a lot of money these days. So yeah. well, my thing is, is like, likes his Pokemon cards now. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> like it's not like anything goes for a child. But I think that uh, you know, you have to teach alongside Harry Potter. You you it listen. Should I go down this road? Oh, no. Uh, that, that'll be a whole other podcast. You, uh, all you guys that are into Santa Claus, all right? Uh-oh. To oh, me, boy. that's an illusion. Mm-hmm. I don't like to... T- I teach my kids about St. Nicholas. Wait, uh, Santa Claus isn't real? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't let your kids hear this podcast. <laughs> but my point is that a lot of people don't have an issue with it, but my issue, I had a personal issue with it because I wanted to teach my kids the truth about what we're trying to celebrate now that he was actually born on Christmas, but that it is a celebration of Jesus. 
And it's a celebration of St. Nicholas and the story of St. Nicholas. Uh, so I didn't like say no Santa Claus, but I did explain to them that Santa Claus doesn't come down the chimney and Santa Claus doesn't do these things. This is where these ideas came from. Uh, uh, so who eats the cookies? Satan, <laughs> Satan, Satan Claus. No, but there, and that, but but that was my personal conviction because as a child I felt betrayed. Yeah, uh, in the sense of like you've been telling me this this special holiday is a bunch of garbage. So I had that response as a child, and I I didn't want my kids to think, oh, so what else are you lying to me about? Yeah, you've been lying to me about about Santa Claus that you're lying to me about Jesus. So that's. My mm. that was my personal conviction. Mm. I don't tell anyone anything. I, you know, you can do whatever you want, but this the same thing is with a, with a book. If you don't feel comfortable, like yeah, you, I, re- I I read the books before to make sure that I was comfortable with the books. But I told them the difference between fantasy, a la Santa Claus, mm. and reality, a la Jesus Christ, mm. because I didn't want them to confuse fantasy and reality mm. you is know the krampus real <laughs> exactly in germany it is krampus. <laughs> you know krampus. so uh you know and it might be silly to some people but to me it was important uh yeah uh I, but books in general like it really bothers me when people say don't read that book you know i'm like what do you mean don't read that book well he says this and this like okay do you uh, why do you think that those things are wrong it's okay that that means yeah test it Test what you read. You should know what when something's not true, mm-hmm. you know, and just you shouldn't just believe everything that's told to you, and everything you read in a book. That's right. You mm-hmm. got to check and test everything. Well, it yeah. just shows you how, like, if you're that easily influenced by, because every even we do it on Facebook. Like, don't follow that person because all they post is this stuff, and so you can't. But are we afraid of someone changing our mind that quickly? Do we not really know what we believe that much? To where we can't read this book or can't follow this person, and because we think that they're gonna like change us, right? Well, I think that's the biggest I, I, fear. I, I, is I like, think it's the to me the bigger fear I have of online is the echo chamber. You only follow the people that you agree with, and yes, they are lying to you. Yeah, you know. Well, there's so, not, like you said, there's nothing wrong happens. with being <laughs> right. in disagreement. Like, but where there is a line too, because like, yeah, I don't think you should leave a church just because they're teaching something you right. don't agree with unless it's something that is completely wrong, you know? So like you have to have your own, you got to know enough on your own to know like, okay, am I just being challenged here and I can, that's fine. Or is this just wrong and you shouldn't be just consuming false. Well, that's where, you know, yeah, that's where discernment um, comes into. Right. Like, you know, it's important to practice that. That takes that takes actual work. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a whole other 18 podcast. <laughs> Rather than but, just... Yeah, I went to a Christian college. I got stories. <laughs> I got stories about fear of information. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And and it's sad, you know, because uh, I understand there is, this is, because I mean, we've had this conversation. Uh, you need a basis. So in other words, it's all about actually growing in an understanding to be able to go deeper. So I don't recommend reading uh, books that are all about uh, deconstructing your faith if you don't have a faith to start with. Mm. And that's what happens. In other words, you need to know the Bible before you can deconstruct the Bible. You need to know the, the, the truths of the word of God before you go and listen to people who say the Bible doesn't say this and the Bible doesn't say that because you have just, you have no basic understanding. Right. Like I, 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 if, if you listen to TikTok, a lot of people make these statements that are so convincing, but are so wrong in inf- just basic information and testable information. But I can see a person who doesn't, you know, who, who you know, who I'm trying to remember the other day I, I was watching something about, uh, what the Bible didn't say about something. And it's completely false. I mean, I can go, here are like 20 verses on this subject, but just someone saying it on there. If, if, if someone doesn't read the Bible, they'll just say, oh, yeah. the Bible doesn't say this. Yeah, you just believe everything you see on TikTok you know, or on so, Google or YouTube. Yeah, so it is a balance. Mm-hmm. All right, we've gone way too long today. That was yeah. good. And I, we we weren't sure what we were going to talk about when fun. we started. Yeah, this is actually man. the the sh- the shortest one so far. We went from aliens to demons to 
next week. Take Harry Thompson. Potter. The best bi- <laughs> the best book to read is the Word of God, yeah. uh, and uh, the yeah. best uh, translation is the one that you can understand. Amen, brother. <laughs> you know, uh, so, King James. Yeah, King James. <laughs> I had that conversation with someone the other day and I avoided a conversation with someone about that the other day mm-hmm. because if people don't realize that, you know, for future reference, the King James is not the most accurate. As a matter of fact, it, it's got a lot of, a lot of issues with it and oh. f- very, for very honest reasons. Like, uh, the main manuscripts that are, that predate the ones that were used for the King James. So King James used, much uh much later manuscripts because those other ones were not available number right. one number two king james the king himself is the one that advocated so certain things were kind of pushed in certain directions like uh responding to authority and leadership and kingship was emphasized and and, and other areas too so i know that by that's the most offensive out. thing you said all day. You know? <laughs> so, so, Not my King James. Right. So the King James is actually, you know, like I always tell people, if you really want to read the New Testament, learn Greek. Mm-hmm. If you really want to oh, read the God. Old Testament, learn Hebrew, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, every other thing is a translation. So we have to recognize that all translations have their limits. They have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. So what's the what's the difference between King James and New King James? Uh, the these and the thous. That's, that's about it. it. That's it. They did not. They just use less of it or whatever. They try to modernize. I mean, it, it, it's it's an archaic language that was used in its time. And listen, it's beautiful. I, that was my first Bible, and mm-hmm. it's and it 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 does teach God's truth. But I'm just telling right. you that there are some problematic areas in it. Oh yeah. Simply because the translators didn't have access to uh, what say the NIV people had, or the we have we had you know hundreds and hundreds of older you know, uh, manuscripts. manuscripts that have been made available to us. So we can differentiate. And also, uh, we didn't have an understanding of the idiom of Aramaic. In other words, we didn't have our minds wrapped around exactly what those things meant in the time of King James that we now have. We have other manuscripts that help us understand the actual idiom of the Aramaic that was used to write the new Testament. So we just have better understanding of how to translate it mm-hmm. and the meaning of it. So, uh, it, it, it can, mm. you know, there's, I know this makes people uncomfortable, yeah. but I say, if you, but you got the good thing is you got all the tools you need. If you want to learn Greek, you can learn Greek. You can go to the root. You can see exactly what the manuscript said. You can translate it yourself. You can do all that. That's available to you. If you want to do that, what you'll find is translators do a great job. That's what I found after two years of Greek. Mm. Those guys did a great job. They, they, hundreds of people dedicated their entire lives to as accurately as possible translating. Well, why do we need new translations all the time? Well, because language changes. We don't use the same words. So if I have to use a translation where I'm explaining crestfallen to you guys, I'm actually translating a translation up on a Sunday morning. So that's what a more modern translation is. Just let's put it in the vernacular of the time. And it needs to happen every once in a while, just like, you know, uh, in King James time, that's how they spoke, but we don't speak that way anymore. Yeah. You know, thou shalt not is not how we speak, Mm -hmm. you know? Anyway, unless you're writing last closing statement that probably bothers some people out there, (laughs) but we can do a whole podcast (laughs) on just translations and all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. Mm. You know, but, but, but I have close friends that are the King James, I go, if you love the King James, enjoy it, but don't make the statement that this is the most accurate or this is the only Bible, right. or this is the most inspired Bible, because those are just false. And that's what a lot of, like, that's what a lot of churches or a lot of schools, like, teach, too. Like, um, like you know, that, that was something I was taught, like, when I did Ocean's Edge and all that stuff. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, like, King, um, New King James is, like, is, is more accurate because it goes by certain certain manuscripts and whatever and it's like oh, okay i mean so like yeah you should always have like your like niv or whatever translation you like and then your new king's james and I'm like okay i, I guess <laughs> i and, do i do like reading multiple translations yeah you yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, nice I think, I think that that's that's the best way to do it yeah it's like and you'll see like this weekend i use the niv in a certain section and i use the nlt i use the nlt because it is 
as a, as a teacher and as a pastor, uh, and, and I'm going to put it in this perspective, when Jesus quoted the Old Testament, he put it in his own words. So he's translating the Old Testament from Hebrew or from Greek, which was a Septuagint, into the idiom of Greek that he was speaking, the Aramaic that he was mm. speaking. So then guess what? Then the Aramaic that he's speaking, the apostles had to translate to write it in Greek. So that, so words matter. Yeah. All mm. right. So words matter. But at the same time, it's really the ideas behind those words that matter the most. We have to give room for translation. And it's like it, it, anyone who knows multiple languages know that it is virtually impossible to translate something directly from one language to another. There's always going to be nuance. Yeah. And that's okay. That doesn't mean the truth is lost, you know? But like I said, if I feel that uh, the Greek is better served in an NIV passage, I'll use the NIV. If I think it's better served in the NLT, I'll use the NLT. A New American Standard, what, you know, uh, the message is a paraphrase. So it's the furthest you get away from a translation. It's a paraphrase. So as long as you recognize that people get bent out of shape about the message, they go, no, the message is great. As long as you know that it's a paraphrase. It's someone going completely for the concept that was being said and not trying to translate word for word. It's a paraphrase. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. I love reading the message alongside another one just because, just to compare. Mm -hmm. it, I don't know. I think it's really Yeah, because the message good. isn't accurate. <laughs> At all. <laughs> <laughs> he just made things up. Eugene, mm -hmm. Eugene you know, Peterson, is that what it was? Eugene, Eugene Peterson? Peterson wanted to he be able good. to speak the language of the time, and, and I think he did. He did a great job. Yeah. He yeah, said words like, like lit and, you know, <laughs> triggered. <laughs> Hashtag. Listen, uh, Hashtag. my thing is, don't be surprised if in 20 or 30 years there's a new translation. That's why people get better. What do we need a new translation? Why? Do you understand everything your kids are talking about? Hmm. Language changes. Fire, fire doesn't just change. mean fire anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fire. Fire means like I six different fire. things now. Fire. Well, that's right. fire. You know, yeah, that's fire. fire. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the thing is, is that what we do do is read the Bible. Uh, do do what we do do. What we do do. We do do. I thought we weren't going to talk about do do today. Yeah, I thought we were. I, so, well, I've been waiting the whole time. Chopper <laughs> had a great well, story well, on do do. What we do do is <laughs> interpret the Bible stories. with our language in mind. So we bring in our stuff. So if you give someone a King James version, they're going to bring in their stuff, trying to figure out that stuff. Yeah, you know, and 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 you get some, so you get some really crazy interpretations. Mm. You know? Yep. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hey. Well, this was fun. Hopefully we'll find out. We have got some aliens. If you guys yep. want a full podcast on translations, let us know. Yeah. If you Send have any us. questions that you want us to address, any areas of the yeah. Bible, any theologies that are complex or, or, or controversial, we will not be afraid. And if you want to know about aliens, check out it. The Inquirer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, highly recommended reading. The man. Bible says, and this, I'll leave you with this, the Bible says that we are aliens. Yeah, that's oh, right. that, 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 that's, drop. It says that. See we you are later, aliens. guys. We are, so, are aliens. Sojourners. We are the aliens. We are the sojourners, the aliens. Big oof. Mm. Yeah, so email us. Email Pastor Pete today. <laughs> <laughs> Send all of your complaints to Pastor Pete. Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Till next time. See God ya. bless you. Study the word. Yeah. Grow in the spirit. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rude Pastors Podcast, a ministry of Rise Community Church. For more information, visit risecommunity.org. Or if you have questions and comments, email rudepastors at risecommunity.org.